48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. Paul Chan warns that a low vaccination rate could jeopardise Hong Kong's economic recovery. The government plays down the impact of a flight ban on families waiting for foreign domestic helpers from the Philippines. And police investigate a possible murder-suicide in a North Point flat. Financial Secretary Paul Chan says he expects a significant turnaround in the economy, which contracted by an unprecedented 6.1% last year, even as he warned that low vaccination rates here may put this recovery at risk. Timmy Sung reports. In his latest blog post, Paul Chan said with China and regional markets improving, local exports have been performing well over the past four months, surging 37.5% over the first two months of 2021. He is expecting similar strong figures for March. Ms Chen also said the overall business environment here has improved recently and he now expects first quarter GDP figures for the SCR to improve significantly after six straight quarters of contraction. But a finance chief warned that the gains could be jeopardized by Hong Kong's low vaccination rate. European countries and America are having good progress in vaccination and they are actively planning to resume international travel, he wrote. If Hong Kong falls behind, it would limit the flow of people into the SCR when overseas markets have already resumed a larger extent of travel. Hong Kong's economic recovery will also be dragged down, he added. The finance chief says so far, only about 10% of the population here have received at least one dose of a COVID-19 jab, compared with 40% in the US and the UK and 60% in Israel. Ms Chen added that social distancing restrictions can only be relaxed only when a larger proportion of residents have been inoculated to allow the economy to bounce back in the shortest possible time. Labour Minister Lo Chi Kuang has played down the impact of a two-week travel ban from the Philippines on local families who have been waiting for foreign domestic helpers from the country. In his latest blog, he says the flight ban is holding up far fewer workers than had been claimed. Damon Pang has details. The Union of Employment Agencies had earlier estimated that a flight ban would delay the arrival of as many as 1,800 domestic helpers over the two-week period. But Labour Chief Lo Chi Kuang says their estimate was inflated. He says government data shows that only 39 foreign domestic helpers had arrived from the Philippines each day on average before the flight ban took effect on Tuesday last week, meaning the actual number of workers affected would be closer to 546. Mr Lord noted that the number of arrivals had already dropped by around a third since authorities in the Manila area imposed a lockdown at the end of last month. The government had slapped a two-week ban on flights from India, Pakistan and the Philippines after classifying the countries as ones of extremely high risk, as the authorities here identified highly infectious variants of the coronavirus in multiple arrivals from the three places. An economist has cautioned parents that their unhappy children may not be any better off if the family decides to move to the UK. Lingnan University's professor Ho Lok Sang made the comment after reports emerged that as many as 3,000 Hong Kongers each week were applying for British national overseas visas, which allow them to live in the UK. He spoke on RTHK's Letter to Hong Kong programme. A recent study by the Boys and Girls Clubs Association found Hong Kong children's happiness having fallen to the lowest level in five years. The 2020 Good Childhood report from the UK also noted that average happiness with life among 
10 to 15-year-olds in the UK continues to decline, and that 15-year-olds in the UK are among the saddest and least satisfied with their lives in Europe. This suggests that migrating to the UK is unlikely to make our children happier. What we need to do is nurture a mind that can be at ease with ourselves. Police say they're investigating the death of an elderly couple who were found unconscious in a North Point flat yesterday. As a possible murder-suicide, an 83-year-old man was found hanging inside the flat as his wife, 85, lay unconscious in the same room. Both were later certified dead at Rutonji Hospital. Police say the 54-year-old son discovered the couple at the Fort Road apartment on Fort Road at around 7 o'clock last night. The deceased man had reportedly expressed unhappiness about some domestic problems before his death. You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past one. A fire at a coronavirus intensive care ward in the Iraqi capital, Baghdad, has killed at least 23 people. Dozens more were hurt. Video on social media showed chaos in smoke-filled corridors as people fled. The fire is thought to have been caused by an exploding oxygen tank. The man's father was being treated in the hospital when the blaze broke out. We went out after the sound of the explosion. We took some patients outside. The people responsible for the oxygen weren't there. One bottle of oxygen exploded. There were lots of victims. We took many of them out. A civil defence official said most of the victims died when they were taken off ventilators. The Iraqi Prime Minister, Mustafa al-Kadimi, has called for an immediate investigation. Turkey has summoned the U.S. ambassador in Ankara following President Biden's recognition of the massacre of Armenians during the First World War as genocide. The Turkish government has always strongly denied that the deaths were systematically orchestrated by the Ottoman Empire. In the Armenian capital, Yerevan, large crowds gathered to celebrate Mr. Biden's declaration. The World Health Organization is calling for renewed efforts to eliminate malaria. The appeal coincides with World Malaria Day. The disease kills more than 400,000 people a year, most of them children. The BBC's Imogen Folks reports. Despite the pandemic, many countries continue to make progress towards eliminating malaria. Some, like Algeria, Iran and Malaysia, reported no indigenous cases last year. Others, Bhutan, Costa Rica and Nepal, reported fewer than 100 cases. Now the World Health Organization is targeting a further 25 countries it believes can reach zero malaria by 2025. Further clashes have broken out in East Jerusalem between Palestinians and Israeli police, despite an appeal for calm by the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. There have been several nights of unrest as Palestinians complain the police have been preventing them gathering during the Muslim holy month of Ramadan. The BBC's Tom Bateman is at the city's Damascus Gate. There was something of a standoff for quite a while and the Israelis moved in trying to get this crowd back. We saw some objects and some stones being thrown towards the Israelis. There are firecrackers there from the Palestinians. And this has really all been about the Israelis trying to disperse the Palestinians here. And the significance of this spot, it is the entrance to the Muslim quarter of the old city. These are steps that on these uh, Ramadan nights, uh, after the evening prayers, after the iftar meal, Palestinians would come and sit here. Now, the Israelis have put up barriers. The East Jerusalemite Palestinians have been trying to make their way back to the steps here. They've been showing determination. 
to sport now and the English Football Association, the Premier League, the Women's Super League and other major stakeholders, including players, officials and fans, will unite for a social media boycott from next Friday and for the following three days. It's in response to the ongoing and sustained discriminatory abuse received online by players and many others connected to the sport. The BBC's Simon Jones has more. The FA, the Premier League, the English Football League and the FA Women's Super League are among the organisations taking part in the four-day boycott, during which they won't post on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. They say it is unacceptable that players continue to be subjected to a relentless flow of discriminatory, racist and threatening comments online and are calling for social media companies to be held accountable. Facebook said earlier this year that it was horrified at the continued abuse of footballers and promised tougher measures. Twitter has previously said that racist behaviour has no place on its platform. Chelsea have taken a huge step towards securing a top-four Premier League finish as Timo Werner's first goal since February helped them beat West Ham United 1-0. Chelsea in fourth spot have opened up a three-point lead over West Ham. Liverpool conceded an equaliser in the fifth minute of added time in drawing 1-1 at home to Newcastle United. And defender Andy Robertson said the reigning champions really should have closed out the game. They put us under pressure, but you know we need to be bigger than that. We need to stand up for that, and we need to see out the game and be happy with one 0 game and win ugly. That's what we used to be so good at, but you know this season we we can't do it, and that's why we're in the position we're in. Elsewhere in the Premier League, relegated Sheffield United got their first victory under interim manager Paul Heckingbottom with a one 0 success at home to Brighton. Tennis now and world number one Novak Djokovic suffered a second surprise loss in as many weeks as he was knocked out by Russia's Aslan Karatsev in the Belgrade semi-finals. The 28th ranked Karatsev saved 23 of 28 break points to advance to his second final of the year, gaining a measure of revenge for his defeat by Djokovic in the last four of the Australian Open. Djokovic was also beaten in the last 16 of the Monte Carlo Masters last week by Britain's Dan Evans. And that's all the news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience. 